when we uh, tend to think about Christmas, we tend to, to think about the people in the nativity story. We think about Mary and her humility, uh, Joseph and his righteousness, the shepherds uh, and, and their desire to worship, Jesus the Savior and baby. But tonight, uh, as I mentioned earlier, we want to focus for a, a few minutes on the where, uh, not just the who was there, but, but where uh, it happened. And Jesus was born uh, in Bethlehem, and you see a lot of depictions of it, but do you know uh, what the, the name Bethlehem actually means? Uh, it means house of bread, uh, that Jesus uh, would later, 30-some years later, would call himself uh, the bread of life. We'll, we'll see that verse in a minute. But it's interesting that the bread of life, the bread from heaven, uh, came down uh, to the house of bread for our salvation. Now, I love bread. I know you'd never be able to tell it from my physique, but I do. I love it. Um, and I link, I link bread and Christmas uh, quite a bit uh, because on Christmas Eve, our family's tradition, I know every family uh, has tradition. Our, our tradition was uh, that on Christmas Eve, we baked bread. We didn't have one of those fancy bread makers, all right? Those are for rich people, right? Um, no, we, uh, we did our dough by hand and we kneaded it by hand the old fashioned way, um, the way Jesus used to do it. Um, and we would uh, take it and we'd bake it. And then Christmas Eve evening, uh, we would take the bread. We went to a little kind of church uh, in the town I grew up in, and we would take the bread and we would give it away on Christmas Eve. And that's probably not your tradition, but I bet you have some tradition associated with bread when it comes to Christmas. It might be uh, cinnamon rolls uh, tomorrow morning or cookies that, I mean, let's face it, it's bread. The cookie is bread, all right? Uh, fruit cake that you use as a door stopper, right? Um, some specialty bread like uh, banana bread, all right? Um, we often associate bread as a tree, especially at Christmas time. But in the first century, bread was associated with life. And we get this because I don't know if you had this experience or not, but when the pandemic first hit a couple years ago uh, and you went to Kroger, you remember what people were filling up their carts with? Right? Some people were doing ho-hos and Twinkies and stuff like that. But most people uh, were doing bread and water because bread represents life and it represents salvation. And I think this is why Jesus would later say in John uh, chapter 6, verse 33, the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. The bread of God came down to the house of bread and he gives life to the world. And this verse, we don't often think of this verse as a Christmas verse. You never see it on a Christmas card, but it's a Christmas verse. It's a verse about Jesus coming from heaven and coming to earth for our salvation. Here's how Luke 2 says it. But the angel said to um, the, the angel said, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, Bethlehem, the house of bread, a savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find the baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. This Christmas Eve night, I want you to know Jesus came to give you life. And the word here is very interesting. It's the Greek word zoe, and it has to do with your soul. So Jesus is saying the bread came down from heaven, and he, he's, the bread wants to give you uh, life, and he's not talking about like a house or a car or retirement or money. Uh, there are other verses that talk about how your father knows what you need, and he will act accordingly. He's talking about something you can't see. He's talking about something internal. He's talking about your soul, that Jesus came to breathe life into your soul. So you say, what exactly does that mean? That's exactly what I would expect to hear in church, that here's what it means. In Jesus, your soul can find someone to worship in Jesus. 
In Jesus, your soul can find someone to believe in. We all want to believe in someone. In Jesus, you find that. In Jesus, our soul finds someone to find our joy, hope, and peace in. In Jesus, our souls find someone to live for. This is the salvation Jesus is talking about, and this is the salvation he loves to talk about. It's not a salvation found in a thing. It's a salvation found in a who? In the bread that came down from heaven that first Christmas, Jesus. And you can know when you've gotten this. I think we're in a really kind of interesting season here. You, You can know you've gotten this in times of trial, in a pandemic year. You can learn that you've gotten this when you lose your health or your job or you're in financial trouble. And it's in that moment when you understand this that your heart is still directed to Jesus in praise. That's the moment you know that you've gotten this right. And if you're not a Christian, it's why you will sometimes hear Christians say the most bizarre things. Right? They'll say, man, they'll lose their job and they'll say, man, my hope is in the Lord. Or they'll get a cancer diagnosis and they'll say, glory to God in all things. Or they'll go be at a funeral and they say, man, my peace comes from him. And you're like, dude, read the room. You're in the middle of a catastrophe. You're in the middle of a tragedy. And they just understand. Jesus does this thing for their soul. And their joy and their hope and their peace is found in him. And in that moment, salvation does not come from a thing. It can't come from a thing in that moment. In that moment, it comes from a person, Jesus. And it's when all that other stuff falls away that we find out who we really trust in and that we still have him. Now, I will preface the comments I'm about to make with this comment. I love Christmas. I do. I love the gift giving. I love the lights. I love the food. I love the time with family. There's so much I love about Christmas. You know what I don't love about Christmas? The pressure, right? The pressure to provide this perfect experience for my family and for my kids. As though that they are going to get their joy, hope, and peace from a thing. Although I hope they find great joy in the things that we've done over the holiday season. That the perfect experience is not going to result in their happiness. And it can be nerve-wracking when you try to make that happen. The perfect Christmas is found in a who? Now, if you think you have pressure, consider Santa Claus for a minute, right? All the pressure to find the perfect present for every boy and girl on the planet. And and you know what happens, that they open that gift on uh, Christmas morning, and they open it, and they play with the box for the rest of the day. It's a beautiful, wonderful thing. You're like, for a buck 99, I could have got a box, right? For many of us, that's our story, that we were looking for fulfillment in this thing in a nice, shiny box, And it didn't deliver, and so we played with the box for a while, but we ended up throwing away, wondering if there was more. And there is more. It's just not found in a what. It's found in a who. One of my favorite stories to read and movies to watch, we just watched it earlier today, is The Grinch That Stole Christmas. And if you remember that story, you remember that the Whovilles, uh, those that lived in Whoville, they loved Christmas a lot. But the Grinch, who lived north of Whoville, uh, did not. He hated the whole Grinchy season. Uh, No one quite knows the reason, uh, but he did. And he comes up with this plan that he's going to steal Christmas. And he executes this plan uh, to perfection. And uh, he gets up to the top. He's like, man, when they awaken and they find out that I've stolen their Christmas, there's going to be weeping and gnashing of teeth. There's going to be crying. And instead, he gets to the top of Mount Crumpet, and he looks down on Whoville, and he starts to hear them singing. And here's what uh, Dr. Seuss wrote. He did not Uh, And he did hear the sound rising over the snow. It started in low, and then it started to grow. But the sound wasn't sad. 
why this sounded merry. It couldn't be so, but it was merry, very. He stared down at Whoville, the Grinch popped his eyes, and then he shook. What he saw was a shocking surprise. Every who down in Whoville, the tall and the small, was singing without any presence at all. He hadn't stopped it from coming, it came. Somehow or other, it came just the same. And the Grinch, with his Grinch feet ice cold in the snow, stood puzzling and puzzling. How could it be so? It came without ribbons. It came without tags. It came without packages, boxes, or bags. And puzzled three hours till his puzzler was uh, sore. And the Grinch thought of something he hadn't thought of before. Maybe Christmas doesn't come from a store. Maybe Christmas, perhaps, means a little bit more. And I think we all fight this temptation a little bit that somehow or another life is going to come from a thing, a what. And this Christmas, I want to just remind you, it doesn't come from a what. It comes from a who. Jesus is interested in bringing you life. And if you've gone this path, you know how disappointing it can be that you've looked at work or family or stuff or whatever, and you've said, will you be my savior? And what you've discovered is they're just not capable of being your savior. They're not big enough to worship. They're not perfect enough to trust in. They're not able to give you joy, hope, and peace. Maybe it's what drove you to church tonight. He said, there's got to be something more, and there is. Maybe you've been searching for your salvation in a thing, and I want to encourage you to find your salvation in a who, to find it in that baby, the bread that came down to bring you life. Here's what Jesus said in verse 35 of John 6. I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never go thirsty. And if you're here today and you're longing for someone to worship, I want you to know Jesus is big enough and great enough to worship. He's worthy of it. If you're here today and you're looking for someone to trust in, I want to know he's totally and completely trustworthy. If you're here today and you're looking for joy, hope, or peace, there are a few uh, hundred people around you that would probably affirm to you, Jesus is more than capable of delivering joy, hope, and peace in spades. You know what he's been called? The Lord of Lords. Because in him you'll find a Lord worth worshiping. He's been called the Prince of Peace, the joy of the world, because in him you find joy, hope, and peace. And he's been called everlasting Savior, because in him you find a Savior worth trusting in. He is the bread that came down from heaven to give life to the world. Would you allow him to give you life? Life for your soul. Not found in a what, found in a who. Found in Jesus. We're going to receive communion together. Um, and uh, we have communion in the center aisle in the back. So if you haven't received it yet, a little uh, packet of communion, uh, the, the band's going to play a song for us, and that'll come back up and I'll lead us in receiving it together. Uh, but if you haven't uh, gotten your packet of communion, we'd love for you to, just while the song's playing, uh, you can head on back and grab it. The bread of life uh, came down uh, to bring us life. His body was given for you so that you could have life in God. His blood was poured out for your life. Will you stand? Heavenly Father, we thank you uh, for Jesus. We thank you for the life that he gives us as uh, we get ready uh, to leave this place and celebrate uh, Christmas celebrate the birth of Jesus. Uh, it's a lot of fun and a lot of presents to open, but may we remember that life for our souls, life for that part of us, it is found in your son Jesus. It is why he came, and may we leave this place finding life in him. We thank you for that life. We thank you for the joy, hope, and peace it gives us in troubling times and in difficult times. 
that we know uh, we have life in you. We thank you for that. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Hey, Merry Christmas. We're going to close with Silent Night. And uh, I will, uh, we're, we're praying for you and your families as you gather together with, with friends and family that uh, life would come from him and that you would enjoy one another and that you would enjoy uh, cel- celebrating the birth of our Savior. God bless you guys.